Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Next Team Formula One. And uh, well, this is episode four, or it should be five, but uh, you know, we didn't have an episode last week because uh, we were quite busy with putting out a lot of other content, especially on our cricket side. Uh, you know, Yashia will know that. But uh, we're back here. We are joining you guys after the French GP as well as the most recent one, the Styrian GP. And uh, we have some great thoughts and great content coming up for you. And by we, of course, I'm talking about myself. I'm your host, Tarun. And joining me, we have Yash. And we also have BK, who is coming back after a pretty long... Uh, uh, hiatus. Pretty long hiatus, yes. <laughs> so, good to have uh, you back, BK. Yep, yeah, thank it's you. good to have you back. So how are we feeling, guys? Two, two weekends of racing down yep. since our last episode. Yep. How are we feeling? And we still have one more this weekend. Triple yes, header. That's right, yeah, triple, triple header, header. The final leg of the triple header coming up. So, yep, we do have uh, quite a bit of content to cover. So before we jump into our episode, just like to say, uh, we really appreciate all your support. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to us on YouTube. Please do follow our Spotify page. We are on both these places as the Next Team Podcast. It's going to really help us out. And you can also find all our links in our Instagram bio at the Next Team SG. So do follow us there as well. So uh, without any further ado, I want to get right into our episode. And I want to start by uh, talking about the French Grand Prix, which was uh, obviously it was uh, two weekends ago. And I just want to start off with uh, that just give our quick thoughts before we move on to the Styrian Grand Prix. So let me get the ball rolling with uh, France. And so for me, really, I mean, obviously it was a disappointing race, as was Styrian GP, because uh, it's just not uh, a good weekend for Mercedes all around. Say it. Even though... Say Hamilton didn't win. <laughs> yes, Hamilton didn't win. Um, yeah, two wins for uh, Max, obviously. Uh, helping him pull out even further in the lead yeah. for the World Drivers' Championship. And, uh, uh, well, you know, talking about the French GP, I think the race wasn't truly won until Red Bull's uh, second pit stop, Max's second pit stop, which was, uh, I think it just caught literally everyone unaware because yeah. nobody expected any driver to go only 14 laps in on a hard stint. And once he got that undercut, it was just, uh, I think it was nothing that Mercedes could do. There was no right answer for Mercedes because it was the exact same thing which uh, happened to Red Bull in Barcelona, yeah. which yeah. Mercedes yeah, Barcelona, did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Red Bull did yeah. it back to Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this was a, maybe even more unexpected, uh, I would say, because of that, just how short that uh, hard stint was mm. for Max. Yep. Yeah. So, like you know, even after the first pit stop, maybe there was a chance of Mercedes pulling. The undercut back on Red Bull on Max, but uh, after that second stop, it was, it was just sitting ducks. There's nothing else they could have done, lah. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Yash, go first, uh. Uh, I'm I'm a bit uh, I'm I'm still a bit clueless about the whole race itself because uh, <laughs> I I wasn't I I didn't watch the race. I came back and I watched okay. the highlights. So uh, turns out I okay. missed a very very good race. Uh, surprisingly, you don't say that often for France. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the reason why I didn't really watch it, right? I had something else to do, so I yeah. went outside. I came back, watched the highlights. Turns out, Max overtook Lewis on like lap fifty-two. Was it? Was it fifty-two or fifty-three? Yeah, one of the last few uh, laps. One of the last second few. last lap, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I was kicking myself, uh, basically. But uh, if you want to talk more about the race, I think Yash is better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a pretty fun race, I would say. A lot of things happening. I mean, not just at the front, uh, but at the back as well. There were quite a few battles going on. I can't exactly remember now because it's been quite a while since the front French GP. But uh, it was quite entertaining because especially at the front, the strategy was always the thing which kept us on our toes. Like, especially at the start, Max made a mistake. And I think, uh, Lewis, did he overtake him? I think he did, right? Yeah, he was he in the lead for a moment. Max went wide at uh, turn one. Yeah, right. turn one. Yeah, so he was in the lead for quite some time. And then Red Bull just uh, had a really brilliant strategy, which uh, got them ahead. And like you like you said just now, it wasn't expected. So it kept us on our toes because Max had like, what, 20, 23 seconds to catch up back to Lewis. And uh, yeah, he did it. And uh, in the second last lap, uh, it was it was very really good to see. Um, that you know, uh, Red Bull actually do have a really good car this year, 
who can fight for you know the world championship. Yeah. Because uh, if you look at it, since Monaco, Azerbaijan arguably Max probably should have won as well, if not for the tire failure. Yeah. And he won now this next two races as well. So um, I think the momentum is purely in uh, Red Bull's uh, shift right now. Yeah. Uh, am I right in also saying because uh, they essentially they lost the race in Barcelona because of uh, the I would say I won't say a lack of strategy but because they had a poorer strategy than Mercedes but mm. it seems like I think they are learning from their mistakes and now they have like they've capitalized on Mercedes mistake in the in the strategy department and now they've won the race so i think that's a very very important thing as well for if you want to win the championship especially against a team like mercedes you need to learn from your mistakes and i'm glad that red bull are doing that things are looking very very yeah. good for red bull and verstappen uh i think the team is adapting which is uh something that you can't really say about red bull they they they, they, they prefer to fight things than actually adapt to change like they prefer to fight it uh, I hope I'm making sense, but yeah, that's my <laughs> personal opinion. Uh, but I would also like to add just one thing uh, to what BK said. But at the same time, I feel sometimes the strategy is kind of induced by the situation. Because yeah. if I'm not wrong, what happened in France was that uh, when Max uh, took his pit stop, he was pretty much sure that Lu uh, Max would undercut, you know, Lewis if, uh, you know, uh, Lewis pitted as well the immediate next lap. Mm -hmm. So I guess in that situation, Mercedes thought that, you know, maybe track position was more vital and they just hoped that maybe Max tires towards the end would die off. But unfortunately, uh, we know the beast Max is the lion. Yeah. He, he's just a, he's a different animal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess similar thing happened to uh, Red Bull in uh, Barcelona as well. They thought probably Lewis, like, because if Lewis undercooked uh, Max, he would probably be ahead. So they rather just keep track position. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you gain, sometimes you lose. And I think lately, Red Bull have been gaining a lot than Mercedes yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, so do we have any more final thoughts for France? Well, I would just say good. Well, not good. I was going to say, uh, well, like, well done, Baku. But I, I couldn't find a very good um, wording for it. Yeah, I guess I well done, France. Yeah, it was yeah. decent, yeah. Not bad, decent. France. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. I think that's a better way to put not it. Not as bad as we thought we would. <laughs> Actually, I do have yeah. one uh, opinion about France, which I've recently realized is very, very unpopular. Mm -hmm. I actually think the the blue and red stripes look good. Same. I, the I, they're I, pretty I, decent. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I feel uh, that way as well. I'm I'm not complimenting the circuit itself by any means, but I think it looks really nice. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. It makes some really nice photos. I I just every time I look at it, I I just feel like uh I I kind of feel at ease because the runoff areas are massive right so mm. i i don't know why it it puts me at ease it's it's a very very <laughs> weird thing but yeah that, that, that's what i mean the likelihood for it to really crash and have a massive crash is quite small yeah exactly yeah, uh, huge 10th uh f1 race in all of history that was the french gp without a dnf oh wow. pretty interesting yeah. stat wow that's that's crazy uh, honestly <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god <laughs> That's nice. That's but, uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's France for you. Yeah. So, uh, well, if there's nothing else for France, I would like to move on to the most recent race, the Styrian GP, yep. which was, uh, what, a bit less than one, uh, bit, uh, slightly less than 24 hours ago la, at the yeah. time of this being recorded. So, still pretty fresh in our minds. And uh, again, I want to start off with uh, Red Bull versus Mercedes because, you know, I can just start off from the top of the grid and we can uh, just work our way down from there so this race for me it was like the definitive race that that just said you know red bull have the faster car this year yeah i mean i've i know i've said it since uh, a lot of races ago but yeah i i think you guys had to agree right at this point yeah even, definitely even you guys would agree now that, yeah uh, yeah I they've agree. done a better job yeah definitely I mean, the thing is that uh, we usually, Red Bull, are, we are so used to seeing Red Bull on the back foot and then catch up towards the end of the season. And then when the season starts, they fall off the cliff again. It's like that same kind of um, trajectory for the past few years. But this season, um, I don't know what it is about them, but they just seem to turn up uh, like, you know, a different animal. And uh, they've completely changed, you know, the whole dynamics of the team, even Chaco coming in. 
And Checo mm-hmm. doing a very good job as well. This is what six, seven, seven, eight races in, and he's uh, he's pretty much up there. Obviously, not on terms of pace with Max, but at least in terms of uh, you know fighting with Bottas, as we saw, there was a very interesting yeah. last few laps between mm-hmm. Bottas and Checo. Uh, so yeah, uh, Red Bull really have stepped up, and definitely they have the faster car. Because at the end of the day, you look at uh, the last race. Uh, even after Lewis doing that extra pit stop for fastest lap, uh, he had uh, about like Max had about like 12, 13 seconds of lead. Yeah, and he was just gaining every few you know laps. So yeah, mm. definitely, um, Red Bull have done a really good job this year. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing about uh, Checo was, uh, I think it was he had like he was behind Bottas by about seven and a half seconds, close to eight seconds, and. Within a space of about two laps, he, he got to within, what was it, uh, DRS range. So it was about 0.9, 0.8. That was crazy, honestly, as I was watching it. I've, mm. I've, uh, I, I don't know why, but I, I've almost never seen a car like close up the gap that quickly. Like eight seconds in one lap is actually quite crazy. I don't remember the last time I, I saw something like that. <laughs> Actually, right. if you look at the the back of the grid, uh, yesterday you would mm-hmm. have seen Latifi do that on Mazepin. Yes, but I think he closed up I... a, about twenty plus second gap in about uh, seven eight laps. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't pay that much. Uh, I don't pay enough attention to the back <laughs> of the grid. It seems, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's normally not to... something I look at. Uh, yeah. intently, but I was just looking at it, and the numbers just kept dropping so much every single lap, and I was like, wow, this guy is. Not yeah. bad. I mean, it's still uh, definitely not a good result for Williams at any rate, but you know, it was a uh, good catch up from him. Yeah. yeah. Knowing Latifi, I'm surprised he didn't spin out or something. But, <laughs> yeah. but actually, George had a really good chance of winning yeah. points. Oh my God. Uh, I yeah. feel so He's bad. Just unlucky. For, I feel yeah, so man. bad for George Russell, man. He still doesn't have a point in Formula for 1. For Williams. Yeah. For Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah for Williams, yeah. But it's. Yeah. it's insane how his Saturday performances are so good and he's like consistently getting into Q2 and every time he starts he starts so well he does a few overtakes he always gets himself up to 7th or 8th and then something bad happens it, it's it's almost like it's almost like someone is writing a script at this point I, yeah. I feel so so bad for him he was actually supposed to get into Q3 you know like, but he missed yeah, out yeah. by he missed out by eight thousand yeah I think George is really knocking on Toto Wolff's door for that second Mercedes seat I I genuinely feel that uh, and uh, we talked about this in a previous podcast as well uh, George wants his future resolved by the time we get to spy believe after the summer break yeah three mm-hmm. weeks break so yeah uh, we shall see some really good transfer activity very soon, in fact, because we are almost reaching that summer period. Mm. And yep. I think I said in the first episode also, I think uh, I think there's a, there's a lot more chance for Russell to replace uh, Bottas in Mercedes. And uh, I, I really wanna, I, I, I want to, I want to see it happen. Uh, because uh, we, we all want to see it happen. Yeah, we've, course, we've, yeah. we've seen, we've seen, what he can do in uh in a Mercedes and I'm just I'm Mercedes so excited. that doesn't fit him right. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm and I'm just so excited to see what he can do. Uh given the right uh given the right equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really think I think he could because you know uh, Hamilton at the start of his career, what was it? Uh, his first three races were three podiums if I if I remember correctly. And uh I I really think George can pull off something like that as well. I think it'll be amazing to see. Yeah, I mean most of the great drivers like these young drivers are in pretty good machinery. We have you know who who else, who else we have? We have Leclerc, Max obviously. Then we have Charles. Uh, well, I said Charles two times now. <laughs> I just realized. Lando, um, Lando, Lando, yes, Lando. Yeah, so all of these you know young kids from you know who pretty much race together throughout yeah. have good machineries except George so I believe it's time for George to have a good machinery so that he can compete you know a lot more ahead in the grid and I I, I genuinely feel he deserves that Mercedes set for the amount of work he's doing in, in that Williams in fact it's, it's just extra, extraordinary I mean yeah. uh, he's just so unlucky that he's not getting the results which he wants but we all know that he has the pace and if he's just a little unlucky uh, then we all know what he can do 
But uh, I mean, speaking of uh, replacing Valtteri, um, I just want to point out, I think Valtteri had a really good weekend. Arguably, he had a better weekend than his uh, teammate. Okay. I'm I, I surprised. Feel. Didn't he like drift in the pit lane and get himself uh, a yes, I mean, three? <laughs> yeah, that was a, yeah. a three-place penalty. Yeah, but three you know, that one incident aside, you know, he did have the better qualifying. And you know, he had really good pace in uh, during the race as well. Yeah. And I think he did well to keep Checo off the podium as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, you were talking about how close Checo got in yeah. the last few laps. Uh, it's under uh, under a minute, uh, under a second behind. Yeah. And you know that uh, that was uh, good driving from Valtteri. So uh, props to him. But it's, uh, do you guys think it's like you know too little, too late for him to keep his seat now? Uh, yeah, I I I think so. Uh, but like I said in the first episode, I I really don't think he, I I don't think he wants to stay in Mercedes. I, I mean he, I mean we we went over it right. He's only won what nine races and mm-hmm. he's nine constantly races. being looked over in terms of strategy, and I think he's sick and tired of it. And honestly speaking, if you take a look at all the races, uh, this season you can see that that this Valtteri Bottas is. Drastically different from the three seasons, uh, his initial three seasons at Mercedes. Whereas in the initial three seasons, he was like a proper professional. He never complained about anything, and mm-hmm. uh, we really saw his frustration in the French GP over the radio when uh, he openly criticized the team for 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 <laughs> for not uh for, for not heeding yeah. his advice. Not, uh, it's a it's a two stopper. Yeah, the two stopper. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I. I think he's more or less done and I think he's sick and tired and uh, unless I, I don't really see him staying unless there's like a massive pay increase for him or something like that uh, I, mean, I mean well if you think about it realistically without the uh, if without Mercedes uh, Bottas would probably not get a World Drivers Championship like to fight for at least like he, yeah. he, he, he will totally lose that chance yes so mm. I mean you could say maybe he does does not want to say. I mean, that's debatable. But I think, from a personal like career standpoint, I think you would want to stay in Mercedes for as long as you yeah. know they kick you out. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. Yeah. But I feel that the time has come to sort of kick him out. I mean, I'm not disregarding Bottas as a driver. He's a great driver. He has good pace and quality. But I feel for that second seat at Mercedes, I think there is time for a change because uh, we have seen like with Red Bull, the amount of grip. Like you need two good drivers, and even though if you have one good driver and one decent driver, you might still end up losing the you know constructors and because mm-hmm. I mean right at the moment uh, Red Bull are looking pretty comfortable in constructors. So I mean obviously it's still a long way to go for the season. Things can change rapidly, but uh, at least at the moment I feel like uh, it is better if uh, Mercedes uh, leave Bottas and take in a well we obviously want George. I don't think there's any other anyone else for that seat. So yeah. yeah. Mm. I agree with everything that you said. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I just—I uh, mean, they—they they haven't offered him a contract yet, right? If I'm right, uh, if I'm nope. remembering correctly, yeah. So I—I I yeah. think it's time to say goodbye. Honestly, <laughs> should be. I mean, they already opened talks with Hamilton. I think mm. last month or something. Yeah. And uh, no news on Bottas yet. Sure, should be. I—I—I just—I mean, it's sad that I—I th- I think I—I I don't know which other team would take Bottas as well because. I think uh, more or less all the other teams have drivers tied down, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Uh, most of them, I would say. Yeah. Most of he them. might return to Williams if George... Uh, I if... mean, actually, technically, if you think about it, even Hamilton's not tied down. He only has contract at the end of, until the end of the year. But we all know Hamilton <laughs> is staying. Uh. <laughs> unless he retires. Yeah, unless he retires. Yeah. Unless he retires, but I don't think so. He said he's going to be doing it for as long as it makes him happy. And yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be calling a time of death on that anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, and that's such a yeah. non-answer as well. As long as it <laughs> makes me happy. What if he's not happy after, after like spa? <laughs> so then, I, I just I. Then he quits and uh, you know, uh, Russell takes his spot. To be fair, I think I think personally he wants to he wants to beat Schumacher's record, and he wants mm. to get the eighth drivers' championship. And then I think after that, I think he'll retire. Most likely, uh, yeah. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we talked about uh how her team should have two good drivers, and 
with there is one team that has uh, two really good drivers, but they're not really driving at the same level. And uh, well, you know, the team I'm talking about is uh, McLaren, Norris, and Ricciardo. Two yeah. excellent, excellent drivers, but you know, one has been, uh, I would say, a lot better than the other this this season. And, uh, I mean, I would say, in fact, not just a lot better. I think Lando's probably the third best driver on the grid at the moment, behind Max and Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of performance and uh, just, you know, the his results, uh, I think he's the only driver this season to be in the points in every race so far. Yes, uh, yes. Lando, yeah. 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 And, yeah, he's just been exceptional for McLaren. Uh, it's really, I don't know why Ricardo can't get his feet in the McLaren. Like, yeah. I don't know, something's just not clicking right for him. But in fact, you know, he had a pretty decent start to the race in uh, Austria. Yeah. He gained up to, I think, eight or something. And then... Mm. And then he just uh, fell back. I think there was a power unit issue. He yeah, he had an engine power. issue, I think. Mm. Some yeah. engine issue for like a couple laps, which, uh, you know, basically undone all his hard work, which he had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean we Austria all know that... A, event, right? Austria is a pretty power-sensitive circuit. Yeah, as yeah. Well, so, so it's so. going to affect you a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it is. So I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, uh, over time, I know Ricardo is definitely going to be up there, but I just hope it's not too late, because you know Ferrari are actually pretty good. Uh, both McLaren, not McLaren, both Sainz and Leclerc, they're actually pretty on pace and consistency-wise, they're pretty very close to each other if you look at it. Yeah. Uh, yep. The Ferraris, uh, they might not have the outright package to be ahead of McLaren, I feel, at times, but. At least as a team unit, they are in pace wise, they're at least up there. And I think right now the gap in the constructor is only like 12 points or something. 12 yeah. or yeah, between Ferrari 14. and McLaren. 12. Yeah. McLaren, despite are, Ferrari, McLaren are on 120 and Ferrari on 108. Yeah. And this is despite that uh, Ferrari did not score a single point in France. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Ricardo needs to back Lando, you know. I mean, Lando's doing all the hard work right now, putting the team up there for the constructors. But mm. if, you know, if Ricardo doesn't up his game, I mean, I'm sure he will. I'm, I'm up, like, the most confidence in him. But if he doesn't, then, you know, McLaren have the risk of losing the third place to Ferrari in the constructors. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, we said it in the first episode also, it, it all comes down to uh, which one of the new drivers is more... Uh, like gets used to the machinery more quickly uh, mm-hmm. yeah so like I said science is uh, he already has a, he got P2 in Monaco so Monaco, he's, yes. he's, he's coming yeah. along nicely but I still think he's underperforming a bit but uh, it's fine I'll give him the I'll give him the first year at the new team excuse but uh, I think I, I still beg Ferrari on this you know I, I don't see What's the points difference between Charles and Carlos? Huh? Uh, let me check. Do you have it with you yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, between it's uh, eight points. Charles is eight yeah. points ahead of yeah, Sainz. Right, right, yeah, correct, correct. That's, that's not bad, you know. And just let's just see the gap between Ricardo and Lando. I'm pretty sure that's a lot. Ooh, uh, uh, yeah, that's about 50, 52. 52. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Charles has been. I mean, both Carlos and Charles are doing pretty good job, you know. Yeah. Carlos, I would say. I mean, he's been really good like at least maybe in terms of practice and everything is ahead of Charles I've like seeing him quite ahead most of the times but maybe Charles just gets the extra bit of the car because of the experience he has in the Ferrari yeah so I wouldn't really say he's underperforming I mean yeah probably you know because you're coming to Ferrari expectations are high uh, Mm. to perform but you know we all know Charles is the driver like how Max is to Red Bull Charles is to Ferrari so um, it's like it's gonna be right now I think yeah, exactly. It's going to take quite a bit to beat Charles uh, in the same machinery. Hmm. So, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, while we're on the topic of uh, Ferrari, uh, Leclerc did win driver of the day after essentially ending Gasly's race. Yeah. What do you guys <laughs> yeah. think of that? And uh, almost ending Raikkonen's race as well. Yeah. So he got his yes. wing also. Uh, which is a bit... Uh, dodgy. You know, uh, yeah, it is a bit dodgy because uh, I think drivers like Leclerc, they... Their mistakes get uh, get forgotten very easily by the fans because uh, they are sort of they're almost popular, inf- popular drivers. Yeah, they're they're almost infallible, and uh, I if actually was it this race uh, last time that uh, Leclerc took out uh, Vettel's rear wing. Uh, yeah, I think it was Austria. Yeah, it was, was it? it's either Austria yeah, or Austria. Yeah, yeah. Austria last year, yes. Yeah, yes, it was yeah. it was on turn three. 
So mm-hmm. uh, I, I even that doesn't get uh, spoken about like a lot. So uh, it it it. In my opinion, it shouldn't have been the case. He he definitely yeah, shouldn't yeah. have gotten driver of the day. Like, mm-hmm. you you shouldn't get credit for for fixing a situation that you messed up in the first place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I would say for me, uh, he did not deserve for sure. Uh, he did good most parts. I mean, he was what last at the end of the first lap and came back, finished seventh, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Seventh. Yeah. Uh, yes. And he was ahead of Carlos, was he? I think so. Yeah. Uh, he was. No. Science, science oh, science science. Yeah. oh okay okay but still i mean he caught up all the way from the back to you know be back where practically where he started i mean it's yeah. a good effort but he looked crappy no i wouldn't say crappy a bit sketchy rather yeah in terms of his overtaking uh i mean the lap one i guess i could give him the benefit of doubt because cars That's are very close yeah. yeah it's lap one cars are very close you can give them like give him benefit of doubt but at least the raikkonen's one was a bit uh too sketchy like yeah. i've I've been noticing like both the incidents in like the Gasly and Raikkonen's incident, both of them. Uh, he's he's just misjudging when to cut back or cut in, yeah, cut in, like yeah. to the slip slipstream or cut out of like to go in front of the driver. He's just misjudging that yeah. uh, movement. So um, I don't know, just a bit sketchy. But uh, I mean, he had a good race after all. So yeah. maybe that's why he got driver of today. But me personally, I voted George Russell for driver of today. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, yeah, he did. This, I, I voted for Russell. Uh, I was yeah. <laughs> He he did not finish the race, but uh, I think his performance until, like throughout yeah, the weekend, like throughout exactly. the weekend, it, it warranted yeah. the driver of the day. Like some yeah, some it was phenomenal of, throughout the weekend. Yeah, just some yeah, form yeah. of recognition, right? For 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 having exactly. such a such it's, a it's yeah. not quite points, but you know it's better than nothing. But yeah. absolutely, get that either. I mean, if if not for uh, Charles, I'll probably have given Max because Max drove an unbelievable race. No mistakes, mm-hmm. just cat. Uh, you know, being in front of Lewis every lap, and in fact, and extending that lead every lap. So, um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that uh, the driver of today is just a popularity contest. So the most popular drivers always really win. Yeah. Uh, so it's I not would really say it is to to an extent. To an extent, yeah. I mean, doesn't yeah. doesn't yesterday's driver that they just prove their point? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. But um, I would say a good week for Ferrari because both their cars got into points. Good points, in fact. Uh, where else for McLaren, mm-hmm. only one of the car had good. points and Ricardo points. did not get points, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ricardo right. didn't, yep. I think yeah, Ricardo finished... didn't. Did he finish 13th, was it? Yeah, 13th. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was 13th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 13th, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess that's that for the uh, whole McLaren-Ferrari thing for this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, I want to bring our attention to Aston Martin and this time Stroll outperforming Sebastian Vettel uh-huh. Stroll finished P8 Vettel in uh, P12 yeah. yeah so um, 8 and 12 is uh, do you guys feel it's a good finish for Aston Martin or is that maybe uh, something that you would expect from them uh, given their I think given their goals before the season started I think 8 and 12 is not good but uh, I don't know, man. Aston Martin are like they are almost like all over the place, right? Vettel is finishing, uh, like what was it P two in Baku, and uh, now he's twelfth. And I I don't understand. The team is like very very hit or miss. Uh, it's almost like uh, it's almost like the time where Maldonado was in Williams, and uh, <laughs> you know. One race he's doing very badly. Another one he's winning. I mean, he only really won one race, but I'm just saying it's very yeah. it's, it's it's hard to judge when they'll finish, uh, like where they'll finish. Mm. It's uh, it's very I'm I'm I can't even like uh, I can't even analyze them. You know, they they, <laughs> they seem like so. Ah, uh, they're they're very hit or miss. They're very very hit or miss. I mean, at the moment, I would say that that's probably a uh, probably a result which Aston Martin. Are probably expecting at least one of their cars in points because it's mm-hmm. very competitive to have both the cars and the points for a team who is quite off the pace like Aston is I mean like yeah uh, you said just now uh, their expectation at the start of the season were high but I think immediately after the first two three races uh, they got a good uh, kick in the punch yeah. as we like to say yeah. uh, about their performance so mm-hmm. um, they probably have a lot more realistic expectations now mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, I mean, the one team which I was really disappointed with, I'm sure we'll get to eventually, is a bit of AlphaTauri. I mean, with, Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, Yuki got into the points. Uh, that's I'm really happy for him. But then I was just disappointed the way Gasly's race ended because I think Gasly had really good pace throughout yeah. the weekend. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he would probably have been anywhere between P5 to P7, I think, if he had, you know, completed the yeah. race. So mm-hmm. I think it's very major in terms of points, opportunity, loss for uh alpha not alpha why am i even talking uh, tower alpha tower yeah, yeah. As alpha. Alpha tower, yeah yeah it screws it screws our brains sometimes <laughs> with their very similar names but um mm-hmm. yeah i mean Aston probably they need to bring a few upgrades i think it, the one thing it should as I, like impressed me a lot about Aston is that uh stroll is actually doing really well and even set like most of the races he's quite up there like he had a good run uh like monaco and then the race after monaco Baku as well. Yeah. He got the podium yes. and everything. That's a very good. Finish. Yeah, and then even Stroll's performing pretty reasonably well. Uh, yeah. Like I mm-hmm. think in terms of driver pairing, both are performing pretty good. It's just that sometimes uh, with the cars nowadays pretty bunched up in terms of pace wise, race pace wise, it's just very hard to have both cars in the points all the time. Yeah, yeah. I I think mm. the best way to put it is that they they have machinery that can exploit uh, any situation that moves in their favor. Uh, yeah. just like what we saw in Baku and uh, and Monaco uh, but it's just that when when everyone seems to be gunning for it their machinery comes short so in, mm. in the case of yeah, it's it's good but it's not good enough yeah. I, I guess that's 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 the category mm. that they fall in which is not bad for for a team's like first year first year first, yeah first proper year so uh, exactly yeah I, I think mm-hmm. I think the only way is out for them I I, do, I I see them doing quite well in the coming years, but <laughs> right now you can't place you can't predict where they'll finish each race. Yep. Mm. Yep. So I mean, this been a really unpredictable season for Hasn Martin from uh, from the start of the season for sure. I expected them to be a consistent top, and then they dropped out to uh, mid ten to twenties. Then now they're back in the fight for a top 10, which is nice to see. And uh, we did talk about disappointment for AlphaTauri with uh, you know the way Gasly's race ended. So uh, do you guys think that maybe they should... Was there anything that they could have done better though as a, as a team? Alpha was there Tauri? anything AlphaTauri could have improved on for this weekend? Yeah. That's a good question. I... I don't know. I think it comes down to. I think as a team, they always do everything. They always do everything right. I rarely see them putting a foot wrong as a team. Mm-hmm. The thing that has actually been letting them, uh, letting them down this season is their rookie driver Sunoda. But he's in a rookie season, and that's to be expected. Uh, I just feel it's uh, sometimes Sunoda is the is the is the one thing that's kind of clipping their heels. But uh, I think apart from that, I don't see them doing anything wrong as a team. At least not that I remember. Uh, Yash, what do you think? I mean, I would say Sonoda has been uh, a bit hit and miss. Some races yeah. has been really good. Some races has been really poor. And I guess you could probably expect that from a rookie driver. I mean, he did a step up from, I believe, F, F2, right? Was it F2? Yeah, F2. Yeah, and... Exactly. Uh, yeah, and being and he came out really quickly as well. Like yeah. uh, he only had one season in F two, I believe. Yeah, I and can't. I can't remember exactly. He he moved up from uh from F three to F one in in a space of three years. So one year in F three, one year in F two, and then F one. Yeah, so it's technically only two years, you know, because yeah. this is rookie season. Yeah, so yeah. he's not had any experience in mm. being in this top flight. So I guess you could probably expect that from UK a bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, eventually, I'm pretty sure t- uh, over the course of the uh season he will probably come more into life and prob- I wouldn't say he'll match Gasly because Gasly is just exceptional at the moment Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he will at least match uh, the drivers around uh, who are fighting with Alpha Tauri uh, to fight for the last points position like uh, I believe Alpine are fighting like they're pretty similar pace Alpine, Aston and Alpha Tauri yeah mm-hmm. yeah just uh, fighting for those uh, lower top 10 positions yeah. I suppose yeah. Yep. They're just fighting for the uh, single yeah. digit points, I guess, race by race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, well, it's better than nothing, uh. Yeah. 
know. <laughs> Every point counts a lot of money, man. Yeah, that's true. Mm, of course. Mm. Oh, Tarun is lagging. And uh, in uh, Styria, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, say your last line again. Uh, yeah, you were lagging. Uh, well, Yash, did you did mention? Oh. Am I still lagging? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Yash, you did mention uh, Alpine. So in the uh, steering GP, they got a P9 and a P14 with uh, Alonso finishing at the points. And uh, of course, Ocon with this uh, pretty new contract extension, finishing P14. Is that uh, is that where you see them finishing on a regular basis? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, don't, I do not feel personally that Alpine have the fastest, I wouldn't say fastest car to be in the points, in fact, because uh, I feel that both, all the three, Aston, and even Alpha Tauri are faster, and you could probably even argue at times Alpha Romeo are yeah. faster than uh, Alpine as well. But you know, Alonso did a great job to get that car. Uh, finally, he's trying to sh- he's showing his you know true self of what you know Alonso is known for. So um, I mean, um, it's it's like a bit of hit and miss as well, like how we talked about Aston. But I certainly do not expect Alpine to get consistent points as I expect Aston to get consistent points. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, with Alonso in that car, uh, in that driver's seat, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, some drivers are just able to push that car a bit too far forward. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just disappointing because Ocon, you know, like you said, just signed a new contract a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. we probably thought, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Alpine probably wants... Ocon to have a good race. Even Ocon himself would probably want to have a good race to you know celebrate his contract mm. extension, but it just didn't quite kick off for him um, this race. So yeah, just disappointing in Ocon's side. I mean, uh, for Alpine, honestly, will be happy with any points they get because uh, I think everyone knows that their car is probably not that fast enough to be in points on regular basis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. P- personally, wasn't a wasn't a great yeah, home go on, go on, race go on. for. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a great home race for Ocon either. And uh, I think he would have come into this uh, Styrian GP with hopes of a better finish. But, you know, in the end, he did finish P14 again. So, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't great for him in that sense. But uh, BK, you want to finish up your thought? Uh, my thought is mostly on Ocon getting the contract. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. Honestly, I am more of an Ocon doubter. I don't really... Uh, I, I don't really see him as uh, one of like the top talents in uh, when you think about talented young drivers in in on the grid right now so what they're about maybe seven or eight yeah uh, Mezepin obviously mm-hmm. comes last and then I think the one the one on top of that is Ocon so uh, okay. I don't really rate him that much I'm surprised because I, I thought Alpine being a French team, I uh, I thought they would actually move to pry Gasly away from Alpha Tauri, so that they can have a French driver in a French uh in in a, in a French team. Uh, Ocon is also French, but I just I just feel like Gasly has the upper hand right now in terms of uh, racing and form. Uh, and honestly, I see, I kind of see uh Ocon as eventually just being this, uh almost like a Hulkenberg. Like just this mid- yeah, yeah. midfield uh, driver midfield that, driver, yeah. that never really challenges yeah, for the, the for the championship or something yeah. like that. But a reliable driver nonetheless. I'll give him that. Ocon is reliable. Yeah, uh, I do agree with that. I feel he's suited to be in a car midfield car. I don't think he deserves a seat at a top team. Like let's say Gasly, Gasly definitely deserves a seat at yeah. top team, and yeah. hopefully that day comes soon for him. But yeah, I mean, he's a very reliable driver. He scores points on and off. He's quick on his day. And he doesn't make too many mistakes. Like you hardly see him in the papers, uh, you know, with causing a crash or like even just losing it in qualifying or something like that, which, you know, arguably a lot of top drivers still do. Like Charles crash, crashes quite a few times here and there, yeah. even in practice sessions and stuff. So yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's a very reliable driver, which is probably why Alpine signed him in the first place, like a contract extension, because they just want someone else in the seat to just uh, be, you know, respectable and just, you know, carry the team forward. Whereas, you know, with Alonso, he might, you know, maybe say one, two years, then he might leave. You never know with Alonso, because 
He's a driver who's very moody, yeah. like I like to say it. Yeah. He likes to change his like uh, feelings really quickly. So, mm. yeah. But uh, I think it's very good for Alpine because they need stability going into the new regulations. So someone to work around, someone to work with, and I think Ocon is a good driver uh, to be working with in that regard. And uh, Ocon is uh, represented by Toto Wolf, so uh, we still can't discount that possibility <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Uh, he might be driving for Mercedes. You never know if uh, in Formula One, man. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if he if he goes to if he goes to Mercedes and just starts yeah. winning races left, right, and center, I think uh, anyone who, who who comes back and watches this episode is gonna rip us apart. But uh, right, is, is right George now, Russell's uh, agent also Toto Wolff? Uh, oh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm gonna Google that right I, now. I'm very curious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to find that information, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i mean if you can find it yes good but uh you know i think uh alpine is starting to look for the future option in uh their alonso replacement because Juan yeah. is going to be getting fp1 to himself in the next race yeah so i guess they are they are just looking forward to the future with uh signing ocon's contract extension for sure mm-hmm yeah. So they will have that someone who's experienced with the car, who can uh, who's still in, and uh, is reliable uh, to be their kind of their the the anchor for the ship that they can build their team around in the with the new regulations, I suppose. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. We really have much else to talk about in uh, Styrian GP. I know we did much about uh, Alfa Romeo or Haas, but you know, it's not much for me to say. Do you guys have anything to finish up? Actually, I do. I think uh, there are some new pit stop regulations. Uh, well, they are, they're looking to introduce some new pit stop regulations that will slow down pit stops. I don't know if you guys... Uh, heard of it yet yes. but I yeah mm-hmm. so uh, I I really mm-hmm. don't know what that's about uh, but if you guys want to talk about it uh, I think I, I think we should talk about it uh. I've, I've not really read about regulations like uh, just anyone I, I heard of it but I just didn't find the time to actually read up and see what what, what is it about okay so uh, basically in, in pit stops uh, everything is supposed to be manual like it should be controlled by a human it shouldn't be fully controlled by a machine so for example, you 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 can't have a a system where, uh, where, a sensors like detect the car being jacked up, and then once it's jacked down, the light turns green. So you can't have that. Uh, it it okay. should be so the green light should be controlled by a driver, or at least a drive. Uh, you know, not a driver. A mechanic. One of the pit crews. Ah, yeah, the pit crew. Yeah, the mechanic. Yeah. So uh, one of the pit crew. Yes. Everything that happens in a pit stop should be a resultant of an action of. A human being so that's like mm. that's like the uh, it's a bit vague because right now what the fia are saying is that things are happening so fast that they believe that uh especially with teams like red bull with the sub one point uh sub two second pit stops they believe that things are going too fast than is humanly possible like faster than is humanly possible so <laughs> they are they are deciding to step in because uh they deem it as like unsafe Okay. Which, to be fair, uh, if a pit stops have been unsafe for a long time, I mean, remember, uh, I think uh, Jos Verstappen, uh, Verstappen's father, going up in flames while being refueled. Uh, I guess regulation yeah. changes in pit stops are necessary, but I don't understand this particular issue because if you guys remember, I think about uh, five years ago, Raikkonen broke uh, a mechanic's leg. Yeah, because yeah. He, he he ran over yep. the the mechanic. A bit, yeah, it was a bit slow. Yeah, yeah. because uh, because the in the Ferrari uh pit lane the light turned green, even though the mechanic's leg was in the way. Mm. So I'm just surprised if you were not gonna change it, then why are you changing it now? Which is like uh, <laughs> that's that's my only question. But I think the the teams that perform the most, the teams that gain the most time in the pit lanes, have the most to lose from this, because uh. Mm. Absolutely. With these new regulations, I think uh, sub two second pit stops will be borderline impossible. I think uh, I read online that uh, they said a, a more realistic range would be 
uh, for Red Bull, a more realistic range would be between like 2.5 to 2.7. So you can only imagine what the other teams would be. So uh, mm. yeah, that uh, that's that's my that's my two cents on the issue. I mean, I would say it's a. I I probably get that in terms of safety standpoint, they're trying to improve. Although I do feel that in terms like F1 is known for its innovation and stuff, and if if things are making you fast, then I don't see why you should kind of step in and try to pull mm. pull the pin back on it. Yeah. But then at the same time, I understand it as a safety standpoint because you know we are just waiting for that one incident to happen mm. where something machine fails and humans get hurt. Um, yeah. Then I guess it's better to step in before, like better to be, uh, yeah, step in before than you know later on when the incident happens, and then we have to step in, because yep. uh, you know lives matter. Uh, it's a very dangerous spot, and um, so I get it in that standpoint of view, uh, but I honestly feel like it might not make too much of a difference, because um, I mean yeah, for sure it makes a bit of difference, but then at the same time it'll make it'll force the teams to have very competent uh, pit crews. Yeah. Pit crews who are you know on point on their ball game, uh, not trying to rely on systems, uh, machines, and everything. So um, I, I guess it's it's good because uh, ultimately we want to see more human intervention in the sport where you know it's instead of the machine is the man who makes more different much more of the difference. Yeah. Like it, especially in terms of cars, uh, machine makes a lot of difference at the moment, and that's what they're trying to mm-hmm. go by. You know, have an equal playing field come next year. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Let's see if it works out. And then it's the driver who makes the difference, getting the most out of the car. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, only time will tell. If is is it in effect? Is it going to be in effect? I I, I, I don't. I think. Uh, I think. Oh, it's from, from Hungary. Yeah, it's going to be after Hungary. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, we shall see how how much mm. it affects because yeah, yeah. uh, right now it's all the speculations. Hungary, yeah. So, yeah, but so, I I don't think it'll affect too much yeah. in my opinion. Uh huh. So, so the way that they are going to enforce it, right, is uh, right now uh, already uh, on top of every, I guess, pit station, there's like a high-speed camera controlled by the FIA. And uh, what they do is they basically re-watch pit stops in uh, super slow motion to see if anyone is exceeding the required, uh, mm. the set time, uh, if anyone's doing it faster. So you can deem it unsafe. So what they're going to do is they're going to be more stringent on those times. So if you are, if supposedly you do something too fast, you can actually end up getting like maybe a three second or a five second penalty, which that's the part that sort of irks me because how do you know if you're, you have to go fast enough, but not too fast. And when you're mm-hmm. dealing in, in, in almost like hundreds of, hundreds of a second, it's almost impossible to slow yourself down. Like, uh, I have no idea how the how the pit crews are gonna deal with it. Right. But uh, I mean, all the best to them. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell. Yeah. Well, I have no idea how how FIA is gonna police this. Like, oh yeah, the... uh, they'll just use the they'll use the high speed uh, cameras. That's that's use that. You know how how do you know that? How do... uh, a certain function is done automatically and not just uh, yeah. by uh, how, how do you know it's done by a human uh, and I... not just automatically with the timer or something like I that. I'm guessing if I, I'm guessing the FI will have some sensors in place yeah, to, tell I mean... to detect all this stuff. Mm. Probably, yeah, probably. Mm. I think we are going back to Austria now, right? Isn't it back again? So yeah. In... Yeah, that's right. We're back in Austria, going to be, uh, I guess, just the same. So uh, maybe BK, you want to, on uh, who's going to take pole and who's going to win? Oh, okay. Put on the spot, but okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Same track as uh, Styrian GP. <laughs> uh, I I think uh, Max is going to take pole because uh, I feel um, he can actually go faster because in the Styrian GP, I think he was a uh, one minute three seconds one minute 3.8 i think that was his pole time uh i think he can go faster and i think he will take pole mm-hmm. again uh race winners i have to back max again honestly i don't okay i i i think mercedes will will improve <laughs> but uh hope uh, well i wouldn't say hopefully but i, I do i don't think they'll, they'll improve enough to mm-hmm. overtake uh red bull uh, yeah i, I mean 
I just think it's going to be student GP 2.0. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say a bit similar for me mm-hmm. as well because uh, I think the amount of gap Mercedes have to catch up to Red Bull in just one weekend, arguably five days, is just too much. So yeah. I'm backing Max to be on pole and win the race again. Mm. But but I'm hoping that in the midfield at least things spice up because yeah. I believe uh-huh. Ricardo might you know get. He, I hope he gets his feet running and probably be like be more ahead. Than where he qualified, I think qualified 13th or 14th. So maybe I'm hoping at least in the midfield things might spice up because you know the midfield just so close that even a few minor tens, uh, things might make a difference. And yeah, Touchwood George has a good good weekend, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. And Gasly as well. Yeah, Gasly <laughs> as well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more of the same. Uh, I would say Verstappen on pole and uh, taking the win. And probably Perez on the podium instead of Bottas, you know, even though I said Bottas had a really good weekend, I think Perez has what it takes to beat him out next time around. Mm. Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to our standard segment, uh, end of the week. So before, you know, uh, before you just wrap up for this episode. So starting off with L of the week, guys. Ooh. Um, L of the week. Uh... Uh, I know Mercedes is going to be in the mix here. Hmm. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think of uh like uh like a, a non typical answer. So I would say Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess Ricardo. Um, hmm. yeah, Ricardo. Ricardo and probably Alpha Tauri as well because uh they missed quite a huge points for Gasly's retirement. So yeah. Yeah, I guess I mean they did get very unlucky. So yeah, I, I guess that counts as a L of the week. Yeah. Mm. So, double uh, three next. Uh, Red Bull, I think. Hard, hard, yeah. hard to give it to anyone else other than Red Bull or Max. Red Bull? Yep. Yeah, Red Bull's just OP yep. at the moment. Yep. Uh, I want to give an honorable for their P6, P7. Okay. Uh, honorable mention to Ferrari for their P6 and P7. Not bad. Yeah, I guess you could say it was a good weekend, like good comeback yeah. after France. So yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'll take that mm. as well. Yeah, that's fine. Anything, anything that comes right. Ferrari's way, I'll just take it. Out. Oh, I forgot one more end of the week. It's uh, George on. Russell. Ah, uh, yeah, George <laughs> Russell. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, it feels better. <laughs> yeah. But, Sorry, uh, George, but it's it's beyond his control. So I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So. It's fine, I guess. True, true. True, true. Uh, I was ready to give him dub of the week for his qualifying and then... Oh yeah, for sure. Qualifying is the dub. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's it for this episode on uh, the Next Team F1 podcast. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out our Spotify page. And also follow us on Instagram at the Next Team SG. So uh, I guess we'll see you after the Austrian GP and... Uh, Till then, take care. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao, guys.